Blog Talk Radio. and Shalom. Today we continue where we left off last week. Uh, we have been talking about uh, things to come and how to prepare for it. And uh, we have been sharing some uh, some material, some information, a lot of scriptures help you uh, prepare for what is right right around the corner right right on the horizon right right there at the gates so going forward we are expecting to see a lot of turbulence um, hitting the world hitting this country um, we are going to be seeing a lot of uh, weird stuff happening in the next several months and uh, maybe a year or a couple of years, especially. And, um, you know, we have been talking about literally the uh, the approach, right? Uh, it's not even the approach anymore. It's here of the, of the red kachina and the blue kachina prophecy, the Hopi prophecy, nemesis, planet X, you name it, right? It has many names. So we've been talking about that um, and um, how these, this is probably accelerating the plans of the of the cabal, right? The, the Kabbalah mafia, right? And uh, <clears throat> there are some things I just wanted to share with you now, and then we'll talk more about it at the end of the program, about the Tukachinas. And uh, many other things that are happening, folks. I mean, it's, it's really getting now. We are in the thick of it. There's no stopping the war right now. There's no stopping it. Because these people want a war with Russia. So that's not. there's no stopping that. And there's no stopping either what they're going to do with the introduction of the of the X virus, there's no stopping that either. That is happening even as we do this program. And uh, <clears throat> they have their plan and they're proceeding accordingly. But I wanted to share a few things regarding the um, the approach of the Kachina and uh, 
Right now, it is going through our solar system. It is it is about to make its turn around the sun, and it's. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about it later in the program, but there's going to be there's going to be some chaotic things happening on the Earth when this takes place. There's going to be storms of humongous proportions. There's going to be earthquakes like we have never seen before. There's going to be death and destruction everywhere. And I'm not being pessimistic. I'm telling you, this is the way it happens every time this thing comes around. There's going to be continual scourges, disaster after disaster. All of these things are happening and will continue to happen. And um, we have talked about the, um, the warning. And right before this happens, one, um, according to the seers, a week before the warning, a cross will appear in the sky. It's going to be seen by everyone. A very, very strange sign looking like a cross is going to be seen in the heavens. And, of course, this could very well be the planet of the crossing. So everyone is going to see it, and everybody's going to know that something unusual is getting ready to happen. Something is about to happen. Then the small animals are going to begin to disappear. The birds are going to begin to disappear from the sky. Then the sun is going to have unusual explosions. It's already begun. The sun is extremely active at this time. The CMEs are nonstop. And as this object which we'll talk more about the end in the end of the program, approaches the sun, okay, and turns around the sun, it, it's now it's now doing that. Okay? That is in the process of doing that. This is why the sun is so active right now. As this happens, all the um, cosmic dust and the debris and the particles from this uh, cloud, right, which is a cosmic cloud that this object is is pushing and dragging both. Um, it's going to hit the sun. It's going to hit the sun. And so, <clears throat> if you go to go, if you got to go outside, you're going to have to wear something not to, you know, like a type of mask, not to breathe the stuff that's going to be falling from the sky. It is best, according to the. The seers that saw this were told, go inside, lock the doors and windows. Last week I told you about how to anoint your house with the blood of the Lamb, just like in the days of the Exodus. And during the days of the Exodus, this is exactly what happened, people. The destroyer passed. And it even tells you that in the Word of God. It even tells you that the destroyer passed that night. 
and uh, I racked my I racked my uh, head many times trying to uh, find out what that was. You know, we know the devil is is called sometimes the destroyer, right? But um, it's very very interesting that it does it says that that night it passed, the destroyer passed. It says there in uh, Exodus chapter twelve. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. So here we see that he's saying in Exodus 12, 23. Um, let, let's back up one here, okay? Because we talked about this and uh, last week. Remember, we talked about this last week. How God told Moses to... Um, to take a lamb according to their family, kill it for Passover. And then he says, you shall take a hyssop and dip it in the blood and in the basin and strike the lintel and the two sides posts. That makes the sign of the cross. The lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. There he's giving you instructions not to go out. The same thing that was told to these little girls, the children. The same, the same um, instructions. And so, <clears throat> in the following verse, verse twenty-three. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. So it's telling you there, the Lord is going to pass by. The Lord is going to pass by to strike the, to smite the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, you see, he sees the blood. The Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to slay you. So, there's going to be destruction when this happens. There's going to be death. There's going to be death. <clears throat> and, uh, and then in verse 24, he told them, you shall observe this thing for an ordinance to you and to your sons forever. So <clears throat> he gave the instructions to the people to kill the lamb. Now remember last week we talked about eating the whole lamb, everything. They had to eat every part of the lamb, the good tasty parts and the not so good tasty parts, every part. We talked about that last week. If you missed it, you need to go back and listen to it. And then, he, we also talked about last, last week to anoint with the blood of the lamb that was slain without blemish, without spot, the dentals and the doorpost of the house. And then, verse 23, it tells you, that they they were told not to go outside the houses. Okay? Not to go outside the houses. And then, in verse 23, it tells you 
and they're in Exodus, that uh, when, when the Lord sees, and that is probably referring to the angel of the Lord. This is referring to the angel of the Lord when he passes through, okay? <clears throat> when he passes through, it says, and sees the blood and the two on the lintel and the two side posts. He will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to come into their houses to slay you. All right? So there is power in the blood of Jesus Christ. There is power in the blood. And it is extremely important that we remember this and we do not forget this. Um, and, uh, because the times are, 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 are upon us when the, these things will begin to take place. And so um, there, um, remember that when the Lord, uh, when that plague went through Egypt, remember that the firstborn, the firstborn of, of each family. And so this is, this is when the Lord passed over the door. This is why that, is, that, that day was called the Passover. And to this day, the Jews celebrate the Passover feast. Okay? And so the blood of the Lamb protected the people in Israel that were in their homes and had done exactly as the Lord had told them to do. They, they you know, the destroyer was not allowed to come into their homes and smite them. And so... <clears throat> This is very important, people, because there's going to be both. There's going to be demonic, angelic forces loosed on the earth, and there's going to be angelic uh, forces from heaven, from the Lord, also protecting his people. This is going to be a battle. This is going to be a battle, a fierce battle. And so this is, um, I want to talk about something here that um, is very, very, very interesting. I was praying the other day, a couple of days ago, and um, and when I was praying, um, the Lord gave me a scripture, and I started speaking in tongues, and the Lord gave me a scripture. And um, I wrote it down. I wrote it down, and he, it was a Zechariah chapter 5. And I, I, I was speaking in tongues. I, he was very, very powerful. I was speaking in tongues in the morning. And um, and all of a sudden, I, it, it came to me because he gives you the interpretation of what you're saying. If you, uh, if, if you pay attention, the Lord will give you the interpretation. Spirit will give you the interpretation. And so he came to me. He came to me. So I wrote it down, and I went to the Zechariah, the book of Zechariah, chapter 5. <clears throat> he said, Zechariah, chapter 5. And so when I went to Zechariah, chapter 5, he says there that I looked and I timed, uh, verse 1, and I saw a scroll flying through the air. Now, I have read this scripture, precious people, dozens of times, maybe 
hundreds of times. I, I don't remember. I know I have read this many, many, many times. But they didn't click. It did not. It did not. The revelation came a couple of days ago when I had this experience. I'm going to share this revelation with you. Very powerful. Very powerful. <clears throat> and I saw, it says in verse 2, and the angels asked me what I saw. And I answered, I see a scroll flying through the air. It's 30 feet long and 15 feet wide. And then he said to me, on it is written the curse that is to go over the whole land. On one side of the scroll, it says that every thief will be removed from the land. And on the other side, it says that everyone who tells lies on their oath also shall be taken away. And the Lord Almighty says that he will send this curse out, and it will enter the house of every thief and the house of everyone who tells lies on their oath. And it will remain in their houses and leave them in ruins. And as I was reading this, I had never I had never seen it like this in this light before. Never. I had never seen it in this light before. And um and then when you read the book of Revelation, chapter twelve, uh, which the Lord also directed me there. And the um, uh, 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 book of Revelation, chapter 10. And uh, I have been very heavy-hearted this last uh, few days because we lost a precious uh, sister. She was my armor-bearer, uh, precious, precious woman of God. She went to be with the Lord. And... Um, Anyways, um, I have been very, very heavy-hearted, very burdened, and uh, I remember, I remember it was 10 years ago when she, the Lord first, first brought her to us, and uh, almost 10 years ago, and um, she was suffering. She was very, very ill, and um, so she's in a much happier place now, but uh, I, I have been kind of with a heavy heart this week. And uh, that's when the Lord revealed this to me. And um, and in the book of in book of Revelation chapter ten, he says, "And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud and a rainbow upon his head, and his face was as if it were the sun. His feet as pillars of fire, and he had in his hand a little scroll open." And he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot upon the earth. And he cried with a loud voice and when a lion, as when a lion roars. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. Okay? Seven thunders. <laughs> this is going to happen, folks. And the Lord has given me other scripture, okay? 
about the lion roaring. Okay? There's a lot here. I'll be sharing more about this. There's a lot here. It's, it's like pieces of a puzzle. They're like pieces of a puzzle. The revelations that the Almighty has given me so graciously, because I don't deserve it, but he has been gracious to me, has chosen me to give me these revelations. And, you know, and we were kicked off the, uh, of the YouTube platform, and uh, the Lord has kept me hidden for a reason. Because this, this is not for every ear. This is not for everybody. This revelation the Lord is giving me is for the lambs, for the elect, for a chosen few. You know who you are. The Lord has you hidden away also. And, uh, but these seven thunders, okay, this is going to be the roars. The Lord is going to roar when the time comes. I'll share more about it in, in coming podcasts. But um, I heard a voice from heaven, verse 4, saying to me, Seal up these things which are seven thunders uttered. Do not write them. And the angel whom I saw stand on the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created the heavens and the things that are on the earth and the things that are therein and the earth and the things that are therein and the sea and the things which are therein, that there should be time no longer that there should be time no longer. In other words, there is um, no more delay. No more delay. And, uh, and then it says in verse 7, In the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God shall be finished, as he has declared to his servants, the prophets. As the voice which I heard from heaven spoke to me and said, Go and take the little scroll. Pay attention. This is the, this is the, the part that I wanted you to hear. Take the little scroll which is open in the hand of the angel who stands upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said to him, Give me the little scroll. And he said to me, Take it eat it up and it shall make your stomach bitter and it shall be in your mouth sweet as honey and I took the little scroll out of the angel's hand and ate it up and it was in my mouth sweet as honey and as soon as I had eaten it my stomach was bitter And he said to me, you must prophesy again about many people, nations, tongues, and kings. Okay. So, <clears throat> Zechariah, which is, is what brought me to Revelation 10. The two are tied together. The two are tied together. Now, this is, uh, you know, there is a, uh, a, 
if you will, uh, a legend, okay, or 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 or, or history, or, you know, f- facts in history that tell us that the Russians write their acts, their protests, and other court matters on long rolls of paper. Okay. Uh, on long pieces of paper, and uh, <clears throat> and so also the Jewish writers also read uh, about these things about scrolls, okay, and it's also written in some of their books and and, and legends and traditions and and and, and historical data that the, the scroll or a book. Remember that back in those days there were no books. There were no books. It was scrolls, okay? And in those scrolls, the the Jewish um, rabbis believe that it is where the sins of men are written. Where the sins of men are written, which is very large, and we will quickly be brought into judgment and... uh, Again, uh, this is something that we see here. Uh, also, uh, we see this this scroll. We see this in many scriptures. It is also in the book of Ezekiel, chapter two, verse nine. I saw a hand reaching out toward me, and it was holding a scroll. Okay, this scroll. When you when you when you uh, when you read about this uh, in the in the Word of God, okay? When you read about this in the Book of Ezekiel, for example, uh, if you go there and you read uh, from Ezekiel, let's go there quickly and check it out. The Book of Ezekiel, chapter two, verse nine. You're going to see what the scroll was, okay? It says in uh, Ezekiel chapter 2, uh, verse, uh, verse 8. L- let's start in verse 7. It says, And you shall speak my words unto them, whether they will hear or whether they refuse, for they are most rebellious. But you, son of man, hear what I say to you, be not you rebellious like that rebellious house. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. So here again we see the angel of the Lord telling Ezekiel to eat what he's going to give him. And we're going to see in a moment what it is, which is exactly what the Lord showed me in Zechariah chapter 5. And it is exactly what it says in the book of Revelation chapter 10 it says in Ezekiel 2 9 and when I looked behold a hand was sent unto me and lo a scroll of a book was in it you see that so Ezekiel was told to eat the scroll that he was going to be given And 
And then in verse 10, he says, and he spread it before me, and it was written inside and outside, and there was written in it lamentations, mourning, woe. <laughs> Are you beginning to understand now, precious people? And then he says, more, chapter 3 of Ezekiel, verse 1, he said to me, Son of man, eat that you find, and eat this scroll, and go speak it unto the house of Israel. And then I opened my mouth, and he caused me to eat the scroll. And he said to me, Son of man, feed your belly and fill your stomach with your scroll will I give you. And then I did eat it, and it was in my mouth as honey, sweet as honey. And then he said to me, Son of man, go get into the house of Israel and speak with my words unto them, for you are not sent to the people of foreign speech of a hard language, but to the house of Israel. There we see again a scroll. There we see again <laughs> given to a, a prophet of God, a man of God. Okay, and told to speak it. And, uh, and, uh, and this scroll is both sweet in the mouth and bitter in the stomach. Which means that when, when they are saying it, when they, when they read it, when they see it, it's sweet because I'll share with you in a moment why it's sweet and why it is also bitter. I never thought about this before. It came by revelation just a couple of days ago. This is fresh off the oven. I did not get this from another video like a lot of people out there. I did not, I re, I'm not repeating this. I'm giving this to you fresh, fresh from heaven, fresh manna from heaven. All right. Then he says, in the book of Zechariah, this is where he was told, Zechariah was told to eat the scroll. And it, again, it talks about uh, the, 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 the sins. It's, it has the, in it the sins of the people of Israel, the idolatry, the murder, the crimes, the lying, the cheating. The horrific things that are being done in this world today, in Israel, and in the United States, and in most countries of the world. The horrific sins against heaven and against the Most High. Mm -hmm. And then he says, he says, the Almighty says that he will send this curse out. Listen to me. It's a curse. Because it is the breaking of the commandments, unless you have Jesus Christ with you, unless you are safe, unless you are under the blood of the Lamb, covered, the way in his bosom. This judgment that is coming is going to demolish everyone that is not hidden in Christ Jesus. I cannot put it any more clearer 
And then he says that this, this scroll, okay, the liars and the cheaters and the, and the thieves and all of these criminals and idolaters, he says, will be taken away. And the Lord Almighty says he will send the curse out and it will enter the house of every thief, the house of everyone who tells lies under oath. <clears throat> How much of that has been going on, precious people? And then he says, it will remain in their houses and leave them in ruins. This scroll has everything to do with the written, the written sins and abominations committed in the house of Israel back in those days. But also in the book of Revelation chapter 10, it's talking about the end times. And uh, and so, <clears throat> and then in, in Ezekiel chapter three, okay, let's go there because there's a couple more uh, scriptures there. But it kind of tells you the condition of the people today, and you know, I'm talking about God's people. He says, um, for the house of Israel will not hearken unto you. I mean, that's so sad. But isn't that what we're watching today? Exactly. The people from the church, the Christ, supposedly Christian people, will not hearken. They will not hearken to the voice of the Lord. They do not hearken to the warnings of the Lord. And then he says in verse 7, all the house of Israel are impudent and hard hearted that's 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 a great that's a very strong word there folks and um and then and then he says fear them not verse 9 neither be dismayed at their looks though they are a rebellious house and so um this, this scroll that we see here in Ezekiel, in Zechariah, and then we see again in, the, in Revelation chapter 10, this has to do, precious people, with the decree of the Lord against the nations of the world and the peoples of the world, the wicked of the world, the evil of this world. And um, I'm telling you, there's a lot there. I'm going to be, I'm going to be breaking it down more for you. But not, I'm not going to give it all to you. To, I'm not going to give it all to you today, because I can't. It's too, it's, it's too much, too much food. It's too much. I'm going to stop there for now. I give you more. I give you the, the other parts of it in the coming programs. For the moment now, I want to share a couple of things, scriptures and things to help you. Now, 
We are going through a time right now, and I talked to you last week about Abraham and how God had to put him through a test and put the ha in there. Abraham changed his name, gave him a new identity, made a covenant with him. But like everybody him, like the Almighty makes a covenant with, and that includes you and me, remember? The new covenant. If you're in covenant with the Lord, it's going to test you. And so, remember how the devil, Satan, came against Job. And how he brought accusations against Job to the Most High. And how this is in Job chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. He told him, skin for skin, yea, all that a man has will he give for his life. But put forth your hand now, and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse you to your face. And so the devil is making this accusation today again, all God's people. He's saying, yeah, yeah, they say they trust you until their bellies are empty. Just put them in a hard place and see how much faith they have uh, in you. Send a depression upon them. Then they will begin to feel the pain. <clears throat> then they will begin to feel threatened. Their survival threatened. And they'll curse you to your face. And the Lord is going to allow this, folks. Remember, I've been telling you, and 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 I don't know, I don't know how, much, how, how much more I can tell you. He showed me in three consecutive experiences at night, the Almighty showed me the great test of our faith was coming. First, I was in the church. Remember, look it up. Go to our website. It will do you some good there to refresh your, your memory. Go in there and look up the... Uh, the visions and dreams going there it's there a warning to the church the lord told through me the church he spoke through me and said to the church get ready to be tested that was the first one then i was in a place where you know uh in a big classroom and i saw a lot of people taking tests is is there look it up and then the last one I had was I was taken to, to, to heaven, to the New Jerusalem, and I saw, and I was told these things, and I saw a lot of things that I cannot even share to this day about the final test. And, um, and yet people still don't understand. People still do not heed. People don't heed. People are still in la-la land. People do not heed the warnings. They still want to watch their football games. They still want to do their, their you know, at ease in Zion, you know, shopping, this, blah, blah, blah. They don't get it. You don't understand, people. You don't understand. And so... The Lord began to bring Abraham into that realm of 
trusting in him through hardships, times of hardships, to move into the realm of trust in the miraculous, that no matter what he went through, to trust God, to trust God, to trust God. And at the end, did Abraham pass the test? I hate to tell you, he did not. The Bible says that Abraham went down into Egypt to sojourn there. That's in Genesis chapter 12, verse 10. He didn't wait on the Lord. He did not wait for his deliverance. He did not stand still to see the hand of the Lord at work, bringing his deliverance. He did not take a leap of faith that required him to trust the Lord for the impossible. Instead, he made his own plans for survival. In the book of Psalm 33, 18, 19, says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, to deliver their soul from death, and to keep them alive in famine. Also in Psalm 37, verse 19, In the days of famine they shall be satisfied. See, the Almighty already had a plan for Abraham and his family to take them through the famine that they experienced. They were not in danger. The Almighty had planned to feed them and to protect them through his miracle-working power. And so we have to come to a place, precious people, and I tell you because I've gone through this, I have been to the place where, and I share some of this in some of these past podcasts, when the Lord tested me severely, like Abraham, I had to live by faith the place I, I called home back in Miami with my wife and little girl, and I had to go through hell. I mean, I if, if you want to know more details, it's there in the book, uh, Smile, Jesus Loves You. I, sh- I share some, some not, not all of it, some of the things that we experienced. And uh, many times I was tempted to go back to Egypt to <laughs> to forget the calling of the Most High and just get a job because... My, my my family was suffering. But I decided that he did not bring me there. God had not brought me all the way to go back again, to go back now. He didn't bring me here to go back again. And I bit the bite, I bit the bullet and I went on. And um if I had to do it again I would. There are no regrets in me. You see, faith begins, people, with a total abandonment of oneself to God's care. And our faith has to be active. Let me repeat that. Our faith has to be active, not passive. We have to have full confidence that God, our Father, Our Lord and Savior, Yeshua, can and will do the impossible. With him, all things are possible. With God, nothing shall be impossible. Both the scriptures are in the word of God. 
Matthew 19.26 and Luke 1.37. I have this little scripture framed there in front of me when I'm doing this program. With God, all things are possible. I have it there so I never forget it. I have it there so I remind myself every day, with God, all things are possible. You should do the same. You should have little scriptures posted all around the walls of your home, reminding you about faith and these things, to have faith. I have another little one that says, have faith with an arrow. These are just little reminders, if you will. Little reminders. I have little reminders everywhere in my home. Little reminders to me, not to anybody else, to me, to me, okay? This is for me. Have faith, Augusto. This is for me. With God, all things are possible, Augusto, okay? Another one, watch God work, Augusto, okay? You have to, you have to feed your faith. If you don't feed your faith, your faith will die. God was making Abraham into a man of faith by leading him into impossible situations. He wants to hear you, precious people, say, I trust you, Father. I'm going to put my life in your hands. I fully trust you, and you are not going to allow me to bear more, than, you know, to, to, to carry more than I can bear. To suffer more than I can bear. And I know that whether you, you know, whether you slay me, whether you slay me, I will trust you. That's, that's the faith of Job. And so, instead, Abraham uh, allowed fear and doubt. And fear and doubt will come every time, precious people, to steal your faith. And to destroy you. Fear will come to, to, to immobilize your faith. And to destroy your faith. When fear comes on you, faith goes out. And, uh, and doubt is the same. Doubt is, is a very hurtful thing to the Most High. Because when you doubt Him... It's like you're, 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 you're basically saying, I don't trust you. I don't believe in what you're saying in the word. I do not trust you. Or I trust you up to a point. Then I, I, have, to I have to see for myself. I have to take care of number one. This is what we're saying when we allow fear and doubt to overwhelm us like Abraham. And sometimes, even the greatest man of faith, like Abraham, is the father of, of our faith. He's one of the greatest men that ever lived. The father of our faith, Abraham. And yet, the Bible tells us these things. Moses, Moses, he, the same thing. He came to the point where he lost it and he struck the rock with his rod <laughs> Instead of speaking to it like he was supposed to, to the you know to, to to supply water for him and his people, 
I mean, I could give you example after example. The prophet Elijah, you know, a great man of faith. We, probably the greatest prophet that ever lived. And yet there came a point where he just allowed fear and doubt to enter into his heart, and he went and hid in a cave. Get me out of here, Scotty. Like the Star Trek captain. Scotty, get us out of here. Beat me up. Right? That's exactly how many times we we feel and we we act like that because it, the fire gets too hot and we don't want it. We despise it. I want out. And yet our faith is not meant to get us out of a hard place or change our painful condition. Rather, our faith is meant to reveal God's faithfulness to us in the middle of our really dire situation, really bad situation. And so we just can't simply, you know, give up. We just can't give up and uh, just throw our hands up and say, no, I, I want out. I'm done. I can't take it. You know, when you feel like that, you just have to find yourself your secret prayer closet. And you have to lock yourself in there with the Lord until you are replenished, until you feel the living waters of, of his spirit flowing through you, replenishing you, and, and restoring back your faith. Otherwise, you're going to be a quitter like everybody else. And, um, and that is not something that pleases the Most High. Will you make it to heaven? Yes, of course. Because <laughs> you, you, you trusted him with your salvation and you, you asked him to wash you. But, but he's not going to be very pleased. Now, let me close with this, precious people. Let me close with this. And um, again, we were talking in the beginning about the approaching uh, Nemesis and uh, Kachina and uh, the Hopi Red Kachina and the Blue Kachina. Now, there are some, there are some uh, telltale signs of events. Let me put it that way. Sequence of events that talk about what happens when this object is approaching and is, is making its pass through our solar system and uh, on its way out. First, we're going we're gonna to see that there's going to be many sightings of a red, of a large red celestial object. This has happened already. This is happening right now. There have been many videos and many pictures and for the last several years taken in the southern skies to the side of the sun. The other sequence of events is what we are seeing now. This object is beginning to cause or has been causing increasingly in quantity and, and in magnitude, 
earthquakes, volcanic eruptions, and violent winds. Calling them now um, <laughs> uh, atmospheric streams. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. Then, then the other sequence of event is the the red dust that will begin to fall. Now this has already begun, and we are seeing rivers turning red. And we talked about this already in different parts of the world, especially especially happening over there in the Middle East, countries in the Middle East. Then we're going to see also uh, the falling of hailstones, of uh, fire, uh, gravel, uh, huge, huge hail. Then, then the other sign is the sun and the moon and the stars appearing to move erratically in the heavens. They're not doing the things that the way that they're supposed to normally do. They're not they're not moving in the in that manner. And then we're gonna to begin to see floodings, floods, overwhelming floods that sweeping across many lands and many nations. This isn't this happening already? I talked to you about this in the last couple of weeks to three weeks. Floods in in the Middle East. There are areas in the Middle East that you could see camels being swept away by the waters. Dubai, underwater. Dubai, which is supposed to be a desert, flooded with waters like like rivers. You could see the cars floating on it. Yeah, this is happening already and in many other parts of the world. In Europe, in the United States, all over Africa. And then you're going to begin to see, and this is where it begins to get hairy, the destruction of civilizations and cultures. And then after that, we're going to see, and this is not happened yet, it's going to begin. It's beginning already, but not quite to the extent that it will in the future, very near future. Human migration, massive human migrations, trying to struggle to survive, leaving where they, where they dwell now to safer places. And then, and this is the, like they write in the, in the story, right? The end, right? When he passes and he's gone out back where he came from, the destruction of ancient records and accounts, the destruction of traditions causing a time in Earth's history where it's going to be starting new. Earth's recorded history of humankind will be wiped out and then start again. And this is all the same story is told in the in the stories and the history of the Sumerians, the Egyptians, the Mayans, 
the Incas, the Aztecs, the Hopi, the Cherokee, the 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 the, the Celts, the Chinese, etc., etc., etc. Well, I've come to the end of this program, and we pray and trust that this has been a blessing to you. Stay tuned to be continued next time. This is Augusto Perez. Shalom. Thank you.